working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the First Priority Podcast. I am glad you're here, and I'm really glad because Ryan McMichael is here today, not Steve Cherico. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good to have you. We are continuing our series talking this month about church partnerships, and uh, we brought Ryan in today, we being me, because Steve has bailed on me again for the first time. I don't know. I don't feel like I should really throw him on the, under the bus too again, much. for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you should enough. get one pass. Yeah. One pass? One mulligan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll one leave him alone then after this. There you go. Um, but yeah, Ryan, welcome to the show. We'll jump in. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you're doing with First Priority. Yeah. So I am uh, area director with uh, First Priority Greater Nashville. So I am uh, over all of Murray County and then South Williamson counties. Okay. Uh, we've been here locally uh, there in the Murray County area in Columbia, a little less than five years um, prior to coming on staff with FP in September. I was the student pastor at First Baptist uh, Columbia. And okay. so again, transitioned uh, with FP in the fall, uh, still love student ministry. Love seeing students and leaders uh, equipped for the work of the ministry and um, felt God calling us into this season. Nice. For that reason. Family? Uh, my wife, Jessica, I need to need to mention her first because I always go straight to my kids. Uh-huh. And I have to add her in at we the end that. and she's going to be able to watch this. So um, my wife, Jessica, and I have been married for 12 years coming up in April um, we have three amazing kids. All of them are adopted. Uh, okay. Adoption's big thing in, in our family. I'm nice. uh, adopted as well. Okay. So have two um, younger siblings that are adopted internationally. And so uh, our kids are seven. And then uh, that's Charlotte. She's a first grader. And then we have uh, our two twins, wow. Max and Nash, and they are uh, three. They've just turned three and they are Twin all three-year-olds. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. A lot of fun, not a lot of rest. Lot <laughs> I was going to say, you have a busy moment in life. Not a lot of sitting down. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. a lot of fun. That's right. Well, you mentioned you worked with the church. How long were you at First Family in the student ministry, right? So I came on staff with First Family March of 2019. And so uh, right at four and a half years, I was okay. the, the student pastor my entire time there. And so over grades seven through 12. Okay. Okay. And... Why first priority? Why did you, what, what, what was the tug at your heart yeah. for coming over to first priority? I think, I think I alluded to it a little bit, but I feel like I was made mm-hmm. to uh, equip students and leaders and really equip people to, to be at, at their best and equip them for the work of the ministry and then to, to share the gospel. And okay. so first priority allows us to do both of those things. It's what and we do, right? It's, it's what we do. It's who we are. We're not trying to be all things to all people. Yep. Um, and so it, it was such a perfect fit, has been a perfect fit for some time. But then it, it, increasingly, I think the other thing was I understood as a student pastor what a valuable, important role that was, but also understood having a heart for evangelism, that there was a whole segment of kids as a student pastor that I wasn't necessarily getting to reach or interact with as much as I tried to, to maintain and, and have an active sure. campus ministry mm-hmm. um, because they weren't coming to, to church, sure. right? The sure. par- their parents aren't coming. And so if they don't have a way to get there on their own, they're not going to darken the door sure. of the church. Um, but 
I'm not trying to to replace or supplant the church with yep. first priority. I believe that we can be a valuable outreach and, and an extension of the church to connect them back with yep. the the local church. And so um, there are we're we're not the only ones who do what we do, but I believe in the FP model. Sure. Uh, not because it's got the FP logo on it, but because I believe it's the biblical model. Disciples sure. making disciples. So well, and Steve Cherico is your boss. So then you know that's the other. I mean, it's the biblical and Steve. Right, right, right below. There. Yeah, right below right the there. biblical motivation one and two. Yeah, okay. Steve. Yeah, okay. we might need to cut that from the podcast. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to pick right. them anymore, so I'm putting them up there instead of you know. I know that's very down. good. Yeah, yeah. You, you can have like Tried one compliment for every yeah every teardown. One compliment for every tear. Is that yeah. the rule for the day? I think so. Oh not for me, just for Steve. Just, I know, I know where we're going. I've got to think about this now. I'm, it's, it's pick on Steve's turn. I'm sorry, Steve. Yeah. So there was history there. Your friend and mine, Kevin Whitmire, was around doing some first priority for a while and served first family and you through that relationship. Talk about that as a student pastor. How did first priority serve you in your student ministry? while you were student pastor i didn't set you up for this question so hopefully i'm throwing you a softball no it's yeah it's great and um and again so i mean so many of these answers kind of overlap a little bit but like i talked about one of the reasons that i think coming on staff with first priority why, why it was so clear that it was god's call at this time but why it was right is because i understood as someone who had a heart for the local church reaching the local school campus that with the presence of first priority in our area that we didn't have to reinvent the wheel and try to do our own thing. That, yeah. that exactly what I just said, what every student pastors, I think hopefully dream and, and prayer is that students would be, would, would step up as leaders, that they would be trained to share the gospel and that they would take an active role in reaching their campus, right. Yeah. As, as the, the best equipped and primary missionaries, for their campuses, First Priority was already doing that. And yeah. so it became increasingly clear to me just through some some help with campus coaching and volunteering um, that, man, uh, probably the best available stewardship of my time as mm -hmm. a student pastor who wanted to reach the local schools was not to try to start or do our own thing or another thing, um, but to, to plug in with the ministry that First Priority was already doing. And so um, there's something just really freeing. And I think I, I'm just able to be very honest with other student pastors, having had that experience yeah. to share with them. Yep. Hey, I'm, I'm inviting you to do this, not because I'm employed by first priority though I am, but I'm inviting you to do this because you want to be a good steward of your time. If, mm -hmm. if you were in a situation, anything remotely like mine, we were a, you know, mid to large size church it was right in the middle of a county. And so we had 15 different schools represented in our student ministry. And so yep. if I am trying to week in, week out, be on every single one of those school yep. campuses. I'm, I, it's not sustainable, right? Yep. But I was absolutely able to have a direct impact and influence through First Priority um, by having relationships with the FP clubs that yep. were on those campuses already. Yep. So. That's, uh, that's my story right there as well. My first student pastor job was Oak Harbor, Washington. One high school, two middle schools. I could go buy 29 cent bean burritos at Taco Bell on Tuesdays and uh, just be the hero for 30 or 50 kids because it was so cheap to be able to do. But when I moved to Sioux Falls, then, yeah, there were 16 middle and high schools represented in the ministry. And it's like, how in the world do we do this mm -hmm. until Mark sat down and said, well, you want to be part of the network? 
You don't have to be at all of them. You could be at this one. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. I'll go to that one. Absolutely. Yeah. And I obviously went where we needed, right? Washington right. High School or Patrick Henry Middle School or all the different different things. Yeah. Sioux Falls was the Mount Rushmore schools. Right. Washington High right. School, all that kind of stuff. All right. the old historian. So, yeah. Hmm. It's good. Um, you're new. Staffer, the first priority. We were talking about it a little bit. What's What's one thing you've learned already? Maybe one thing that surprised you coming on, right? And I'm going to quote you. I'm going to throw you under the yeah. bus a little bit. I thought I knew a lot, and now I'm learning what I didn't know, right? <laughs> right? I thought that was, I thought was, that was a, off the Was record. that a private yeah. conversation? Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, it was until this moment. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have learned I have learned a lot. And I think one of the things that I've learned, and this is, again, this is not the company line, at all, but I think this is a real positive and just another something that's been encouraging, something that's been affirming for me in this season of mm-hmm. ministry is that very few, if any, churches that I have reached out to, very few, if any, relationships that that I built and established that are new, um, even if they're not able to financially support or, or give of their time mm-hmm. right away to what we're doing, even if they've never heard of First Priority before, very few, if any of them, are not excited about what we're doing, about mm-hmm. our mission, uh, are, are not excited about us reaching the local school campus with the gospel. And, yep. and very few, if any of them, don't recognize and understand the need for that. And yep. so, they, man, they are cheering us on. They're championing awesome. us. And they're they're committing and devoting real resources. And so, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I, I think every church that I have asked to partner prayerfully, um, asked to, to partner in uh, Murray County has said yes to partnership awesome. in some way. Now, not yep. all of that, right? It doesn't look the same mm-hmm. for every church. That doesn't mean all of that is financial partnership, but um, some of those churches are praying and I know they're genuinely praying for us yep. because they're texting and they're following up That's and awesome. they're saying, hey, hey, what can we do? You know, mm-hmm. and then I think the other thing that I've seen that I, that I knew kind of in, in theory, but that I'm just seeing fleshed out on the school campuses is that, you know, our strongest FP clubs um, that I'm connected to or, um, you know, that uh, I, I know of have really strong, engaged student leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's kind of a, a dust statement, right? Because that's what we yep. do. That's why we believe in, in what we do. But when you give students ownership, of the time, they will exceed your expectations. If you'll just cast the biblical vision for them of who God says they are and who Mm -hmm. God says they can, they can be. And if you'll put those tools in their hand in so many ways, they're not old enough to be jaded like we are. Right. And so if you get, I mean, (laughs) truly, if you share with them the the Lord's mission, right. Mm -hmm. And they catch a vision for it and they're on fire, man, they will run through a brick wall for it. And so, you know, that's something that, you know, hopefully, and in, in, at least in, in concept or in theory as a student pastor, and I was always as a student pastor praying for as many opportunities to involve students yeah. in leadership and give them ownership yep. of the ministry. But we get to see that like in action and, mm-hmm. and play out um, every week through FB. And so that's just very, um, that's just very gratifying. That's just a, a blessing. And yeah. You know, we, I don't think we need to overcomplicate it or overanalyze it or over spiritual. Mm-hmm. I just say, Lord, thank you yep. for that. Thank you for, for this grace of students stepping up and yeah. owning it and, and 
let's give them as much as we can so they yep. can keep doing it. Yep. Well, Larry Franks talks about in training. I don't think you've been to kind of new staff training yet, but he talks about people give to a, a cause and people give to a person. And the cause is obviously very easy to get behind. And I think you as a person is very easy to get behind. So it doesn't surprise me that you say that about the churches and the students and everybody getting involved down in Murray County that, you know, you're, you're seeing some success there. So you just gave me a compliment. So should I be prepared? Should I be ready? For no, the, the no, that only now? applies okay. to Steve. It's only for Steve. Yes. I think I owe him, enough. I owe him a dig right now. So that's I'm trying enough. to come up with something. I, I have been, as I'm, as I'm raising support, which is part of my role, as I'm casting the vision for what we think God wants to do mm-hmm. in Murray County, it has been really easy for me. Don't, don't want to minimize the challenges of fundraising for anybody who's going through that, right? right. Like it's, it's uh-huh. really the, the struggle. You still got to make the phone call. Absolutely. Yeah. But still got to follow up, still got to be faithful, still got to put the work in. But um, it is easy to tell the story of what God is doing through FP because like I just said, we see it. Yeah. All the time. Um, It's real. And I believe in it. And so from that standpoint, man, when I'm when I'm fundraising, when I'm uh, developing partners in Mm -hmm. any way, shape or form, I'm really telling the story of how I've seen God work through first priority and have the benefit of doing that as someone who has some personal experience and and has uh, seen God use it not only in in my ministry as Mm -hmm. a student pastor, but used it in my life to mm-hmm. encourage me even before coming on mm-hmm. as a staffer. So it is, it's easy to get excited about that. It's yeah. easy to uh, cast vision for that. Well, when you see it in the student's eyes, I don't know how many Absolutely. of these uh, people you bring to a club, but that reminded me, yeah, when you show up at a club and you see these kids and you see them either have confidence mm-hmm. or shake out of their skin, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you, and you have everything in between, right? Cause mm-hmm. Some of these kids are like, I've never done this before. What am I doing? And the confident ones that are just, hey, yeah, let's go. Um, but when you see it in action, um, it re- yeah, it reminds me of a story. Indianapolis, Indiana, we were out fundraising, raising some funds and starting a club in a school where a businessman had graduated 20, 30 years earlier and walk out of the building again. And he just stops and said, I just need to pray. Because I crossed this flagpole for four years and never dreamt that I'd be back here sowing seeds of the gospel back into the place that wasn't a place where, mm-hmm. you know, seeds of the gospel mm-hmm. were sown for me. Mm-hmm. And this it was a truly humbling moment for him. It was a inspiring, awe, amazing moment for us who got to watch him have that moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just crazy. It, it's cool, too, because you have being someone who, uh, you know, live in the community. Like I said, I live in Murray County in Columbia, specifically in the area that I'm directing and ministering in. And so there are certain assumptions, certain uh, reputations, raps that every every school mm-hmm. and the school boards and school systems get right within the community. And so to see the, the change happen from conversations around a certain school or the reputation of a certain school change from being something that is negative mm-hmm. and, and instead to talk and conversation about excitement and positivity and, and real awe, you know, if that's the word for it of what God is doing mm-hmm. on a, on a local school campus. Yep. Um, I'll use Withorn middle school as an example. That is one that we relaunched at 
um, in the fall. And um, we have had 20 to 30 consistently, if not more, some invite weeks, you know, 35, 40 Uh there. And the last time that that club met in 2022, there were three to four consistent students meeting. And so I I, I attribute some of the difference there to um, one, those core students that were there in 2022, they've been the ones that have invited the Mm -hmm. vast majority of those that are coming now. But two, that school has been so hungry, I think, for the gospel. It's the only gospel presence on campus Hmm. right now currently uh, that we know of. And so um, teachers, students, parents, to to have the hope and and the positivity and the the life and the heart change that Hmm. we're we're seeing um, through the gospel. It's not enough to have positivity or kind of warm, fuzzy feelings, right? But to see that there's actual life change that has had their kids that are coming to Christ regularly, their kids that are um, taking a deeper step into their faith and yep. wanting to get baptized yep. regularly. People there are excited. And Love I think it. some of the the school community parents and uh, teachers that may or may not believe or may or may not be believers are just excited um, that someone believes in and is for right. the school. Right. Yeah. And so we're, the, listen, schools face a lot and they increasingly do. more Every year. And so teachers get discouraged. We forget that, I think, sometimes because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are often solving a lot of the problems. But teachers, administration, man, they need us to come alongside and to yep. speak a word of hope and yep. encouragement. And that's that's one of the things we get to do. So mm. I love it. it it's not it's not mm. I don't know that there's a theological concept or term for it. But what you're describing, the moment that a student gets it. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. any of us who have been in student ministry, we could describe that for mm-hmm. you. Even if there's not a, there's not necessarily a paradigm for it, but you, you know it when you see it. Yep. Um, but it's, it's especially cool and gratifying. There's nothing like a student getting it, but then you see, and we forget that, Hey, faculty members can get it too yep. and can get yep. it. Right. Like we can right. encourage adults through this yep. as well. And we do That's pretty neat. We do yeah. all the time. That's right. That's right. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very cool. Any parting words, words of wisdom? Somebody thinking about listening to, listening into this, thinking, man, do I make the jump? Whether it be jump into volunteering at a club or coming on staff or whatever the case might be. No no pressure. So we're going to know if people come on staff with mm-hmm. first priority in a few months that... <laughs> This is, this it was it was because of my encouragement. Right, right here, right <laughs> here, this moment. No pressure. No, I didn't do a very no good job of being inspired. I I think if God is calling you to it, and that again, this sounds so churchy and cliche, but I think the reason it sounds cliche is because we don't believe it hmm. in our heart and, yep. and at our core enough sometimes. But if God is calling you somewhere into something, yep. Even if it doesn't fully make sense to you, if it, even if it doesn't fully make sense to everyone around you, it is always the right decision to mm-hmm. say yes. It is being in the Lord's will is always the right place yep. for you to be. And so if you sense and, and if you're on a journey of even considering um, serving with First Priority in some way or serving on staff, especially, yep. right, you, you've, if you're open to that conversation, you've already probably seen some things that have you wondering yeah. If God is, you know, some some signs that may or may not be pointing you this way, I would I would just say, man, if God is calling you to it, it will always be the right step. It will That's always right. be the right decision. Right. Um, and, and I think kind of related to that, 
we never know the impact that we can make. Mm-hmm. Now, in the short term, we, we certainly aren't going to know the impact we've made on some things until the other side of, right. of heaven, truly. And so right. um, if you're in a, a youth group and you're faithfully shepherding or pastoring three to five kids or, or you're at a first priority club and you're leading and that club is, is you know, you've got three, four, five, six kids at it, whatever it is, um, you are faithfully discipling one individual. Who is to say that the Lord is not in that and does right. not does not have you there for a reason and a mm-hmm. purpose. And also who's to say that those aren't going to be the very seeds that he uses to then reap a, a great harvest That's later right. on. May not That's be, right. may not be this year, may not be our, our lifetime. Who knows? Yep. But that, that story at Withorn of not so long ago, right? 2022 uh-huh. and the difference between three to four versus what we're seeing now. Again, mm-hmm. it's just kids being faithful, continuing right. to show up, That's continuing right. to tell the story and God blessing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Right. What our expectation is, isn't always what the God sized outcome is on that. Right. So God's God's not limited. And we tend to put our own kind of limitations on Mm -hmm. him all the time. We tend to project those. Right. Right. Be faithful to what he's called you to today, where you started with that. And who knows where, who knows where it goes. That's it. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for carrying the burden of working with Steve, working for Steve. You know, somebody's got to support the man. I'm a little so disappointed we didn't get that. more digs in uh, today. I'm a, I'm actually a little bit disappointed <laughs> in you, so I got to be honest. I'm trying to be. I'm not going to see him this week. I'm, I'm not saying that it's a good week, but it's a good week. So yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm, I'm praying for you both. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thanks everybody. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on. Thanks for uh, entertaining the audience and uh, being a part of it. Thanks everybody for listening and for being part of the first party movement. We are thankful for each one of you. I know I don't know everybody who listens, um, but yeah, that's where, like you said, you don't know the influence you're having. So thank you for listening in, being a part of the first party movement, taking the hope of Christ to every student. Uh, We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you again next week. 